when you're interacting with a brand and it feels like you're interacting not necessarily with a bot, but just a script, that's really where it becomes impersonal. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. On today's episode of Honesty Commerce, we welcome Vincent Famban, the head of growth at Simpler, and he teaches us all about customer service. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honest e commerce. I'm sitting here next to the lovely Annette Grant. And today we welcome to the show Vincent Famvan. You may know him as our only sponsor, but not him. It's the company he works for. He is the head of growth at Simpler, where him and Simpler helps high growth companies engineer unforgettable customer experiences through top notch human and AI powered customer service. That was a huge mouthful, but I promise this will not be a salesy episode. This will not be all about Simpler. Uh, Vincent brings a lot of experience to the table talking about customer service and his past. So without further ado, Vincent, welcome to the show. And what makes you so good at customer service? <laughs> That's a great question. Hey, it's great to be here. When you guys originally told me about the podcast, we knew that it was something that we absolutely wanted to be involved in right away. There's so many podcasts out there that just sell this dream of you, know, you start an e-commerce store and it's just going to take off like wildfire. You'll make your first million dollars and you'll quit your job. And that's just not the reality of e-commerce. And it's so nice and so refreshing to be able to get the truth and some of the hard journeys. And the reality is, is that folks that are successful put a lot of work and a lot of grind into their venture. You know, customer service, like anything else, is just something that you get with experience. And so the reality is, is we're not smarter than anybody else, better than anybody else. But because this is the only thing that we do, we have so much research in it and we've seen so much information across what great brands do and also the mistakes that some brands make not because they're not trying hard or they're not putting effort into it but just because it might not always be obvious so I'm excited to be on here and be able to share some of the learnings along the way from some of the best brands that we that we've seen cool so let's take it back a bit uh, what did you do before you ended up at simpler so I started my career in retail, actually. I spent 10 years working at Best Buy uh, across a lot of different roles. And then after that, progressed into uh, different types of support roles. And so you know, running and uh, supporting call centers up to 10,000 different people working for hundreds of different companies, I've been able to see some of the best and some of the worst in terms of practices and most importantly, what works in terms of being able to keep customers long term. You know, one of the things that we talk about is customer service impacts are not always obvious. But if you take a look at it from a lifetime value lens, then that's really where it makes sense to take a look at how to provide just not just good support, but amazing support that really wows somebody, which a lot of the best brands are doing when you take a look at Casper, when you take a look at Dollar Shave Club, Chewy.com is one of my favorite 
they're known for their customer service. And that's really the thing that makes you go to Chewy instead of going to PetSmart. And that's what so many of the upstart brands are doing today that are digitally native, is they're putting service, experience, curated products, and really high quality products at a fraction of the price because it's direct to consumer. And that's what's making these companies take off. Absolutely. Cool. So I you hit on a few things there that I kind of want to bring up. So you mentioned that you work with all these great brands and not only do they you can see what they're doing good, but you can see the mistakes that they're making. Do you have any that come up top of mind when you're thinking about mistakes that people are making in customer service? I mean, mistakes in customer service, the first thing is when it feels transactional. When you're interacting with a brand and it feels like you're interacting not necessarily with a bot, but just a script, that's really where it becomes impersonal. You know, the things that really make a good experience are when you get wowed, when you can feel like there's a human behind it or a relationship behind it, and you're just not talking to a person at a company who's not empowered. And so, you know, the empowerment is really big as well because, you know, sometimes when you interact with really large companies, you get the sense that you're just talking to a person that can't make any decisions, really can't do anything to help you. And they're really they're there to res- respond or reply to you, but not necessarily somebody who has your back. Yeah. So I'm assuming everyone on this call and a lot of our listeners have listened to the 4-Hour Workweek or read the 4-Hour Workweek. And that whole chapter about how he empowered his uh, service reps at his uh, vitamin company or whatever... Uh, he's like, hey, if it's within a hundred dollars, just do it. Like, I don't care. And then, like, his job, like his requirements, went way down because he empowered his people, and then everyone like liked his company because of that experience, and that shot way up. So that that's uh the empowerment there. That I just drew a parallel between that and the four hour work week. If you haven't read it, it's not a pipe dream, but it's kind of f- fluffy. Uh, it's it's an okay book, but uh, yeah, that's I, that's what I was thinking about as you were going into that. That's a very sounding review, and I, I absolutely concur with that. It's a very okay book, at, <laughs> at a minimum. <laughs> it was the first book I read where I was like, "Wait, I can be my own boss and not work." Yeah, in defense of Tim Tim Ferriss, I think he at least gets all of us thinking on a different uh, a different path with the book. At least, what's your review of the Four Hour Body? I haven't even read that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Because that one I'm, I'm probably not going to believe in. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Vincent, I have, um, I have a question about... I know that sometimes with customer service, I feel like it's about speed and just getting the customer taken care of. How do you suggest um, a company has the speed and, and taking care of the customer, but still making sure that it, it's not feeling transactional and that there is a human behind it. Because sometimes I feel like in the world of Amazon, people just want to know like, okay, where's my order? When am I getting it? And they just want answers quickly. And so sometimes that leads a company to have the AI responding or make it not feel as human. So where is that line of speed and really taking care? How, how do you marry those two? Make sure you're taking care of both of them. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when you think about customer service, there's three things that customers are looking for speed, empathy, and precision. And so, speed is actually the number one factor that customers actually think about in terms of evaluating customer service experiences. When brands get evaluated on customer or on customer service through surveys, taking a look at speed and improving speed is actually the quickest way to be able to make an improvement. And, and you know, that goes along with precision, though. And that's where in your question of chat using chatbots, 
if you can get speed and precision at the same time, that chatbot's a great solution. You should put that in right away because that then that customer is going to get an instant answer. The challenge is, is that customers do want speed, but if precision suffers, they're willing to wait a little bit more time to get the right answer. And wait a little bit more time can be challenging. You know, the largest businesses when they either build customer service teams or outsource customer service, staffing something like live chat takes at least a minimum of five to sixteen people. And that's how you get to a point where you can answer, uh, you know, nearly any question in a matter of uh, thirty seconds. And so, the biggest challenge in e-commerce right now. In, at least in the customer service space, is being able to compete with the big guys. But it is something where customers get wowed by it. And those will be the things that, especially in the early days, this will be the things that customers remember about the store in addition to, obviously, the product and the service was the experience. And it's definitely the thing that's going to make customers recommend a store to another customer. And that's how you start driving some organic acquisition without having to pay for every single acquisition. So for our listeners that don't have 5 to 16 people available for chat, how how would you suggest they utilize chat where, you know, I see chat come up a lot and then there's no one there. So how do you suggest someone dips their toe in the water uh, to to have live chat but then not misfire on it either? When when is that point where you need to have the live chat do you, do you suggest? I mean, if you were opening up a brick and mortar store, would you have that store open 24/7 to start? No. Unless it was, co- unless it was a convenience store. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really great point. If it's a convenience store, it probably should be open. Um, I mean, the, take a look at Google Analytics, right? Understand where your high traffic hours are, and if it's a brand new store, you can staff your chat yourself because just like your brick and mortar store, you're going to want to be there at the hours that customers are there the most. Almost every single chat tool has the ability to be able to set different hours. Uh, to be able to cover support. And some of the different chat tools make it so that it does show offline. Some of the others, you can actually make it so the widget just doesn't appear. Or you can actually put uh, put that into the code on your website to make the widget not appear so that you don't appear offline. So there's a lot of different uh, options there. You know, Definitely get a chat tool in, uh, early on that you can answer questions from your cell phone. And so you know, that way, you don't have to be by a laptop. And... you know. The other option that some stores go with is they'll use a solution like Simpler to be able to cover nights and weekends. But the first one early on is be able to get a chat tool where you can program different hours and make sure that that's sending everything to your cell phone so that you can answer it yourself on your cell phone. Cool. That's a great transition. So let's talk about the tools that are available for the small business owner. Uh, What are some of your favorites for ticketing and for chat? Yeah, there's a lot of different players out there. You know, uh, in the Shopify ecosystem, one that's definitely up and coming and getting a lot of momentum is Gorgeous. Uh, Gorgeous integrates in, in with a lot of different other Shopify apps. So, for instance, like if you're running a subscription box service and you're using Recharge for your subscription billing, you can actually access Recharge and be able to do things like skip a box or cancel a subscription directly from Gorgeous. So, you know, the old school way of doing that is you would have to log into Shopify in one screen and then uh, a ticketing system in another screen. And so Gorgeous kind of brings that all together. Another popular option is Intercom. Intercom's a 
really slick modern tool. It, it kind of feels like using iMessage on an iPhone where you can see if the other person's typing, you can see if a message been, has been delivered, has been sent. You can program it to be able to pop up different messages on different pages. And so, you know, there's some chats that you want to, or some conversations that you want to push to chat. Like if a customer hasn't made a purchase yet, you really want that to go to chat so that you don't lose them off your website and convert. But at the same time, though, if you have a customer that's already placed an order, it's really not that big of a deal if they send an email because you really want to focus your your fastest responses. And especially if you're doing the support yourself, the ones that you really want to work on right away are customers that haven't yet made a purchase and might have a question about your product. And then, uh, you know, one gold standard in the space is Zendesk. So Zendesk has a ton of market share because uh, they've grown a lot and their capabilities are really great as you grow into an enterprise space. Um, and so those are typically the most common players that we see in the market. Absolutely. Those are some fantastic tools. And I'm actually a big fan of Gorgeous. And we had Phil on the show not too long ago, actually. He beat you to it. He's a great guy. And I can understand how he beat me to it. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms. So setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand, US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler specialists. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. Let's kind of pivot a little bit into what's now happening in kind of the customer service space. Uh, People are coming, kind of coming in with this blended approach where it is kind of some of this machine learning AI, and then they blend it with uh, like a real human experience. Uh, Let's talk about that. What are the pros there? What What are the cons there? And why can't we just have computers do it? Um, I mean, in the future, you know, there likely will be a world where computers will be able to do a ton. I think it goes back to being able to deliver for the customer on speed, empathy, and precision. So the computers are going to deliver by far the best speed. Today, precision is not 100% there for chatbots. And empathy and is hard to be able to do. Sarcasm is even harder to be able uh, to do for a computer. And so, you know, just like the self-driving cars, I think there's a capability there that's really exciting for the future. What's been interesting in e-commerce is last year was by far for sure the year of the chatbot buzz. When you take a look at Facebook messengers, when you take a look at chatbots that started showing up on websites, and it was also the year of customers rebelling against it in some instances. And the some instances, what I mean by that is it really depends on just what that customer is looking for. So if that customer is looking for something like order status, that absolutely should go to a chatbot. Because the chatbot will be able to answer it way faster than a human can answer it. And it can, accu- it can answer that question with precision if it knows who that customer is and what their tracking number is. The challenge lies when you have something like a boots store. And you're trying to have a customer 
that's trying to decide between a size 8 and a size 9. That's where you get into a situation where if you throw a chatbot at that and the chatbot just sends you a sizing chart, sometimes the customer is going to be like, well, I already saw this sizing chart because it's like an inch above the add to cart button. And I clicked it and I looked at it already. But I still have questions and that's why I reached out to you. And those are the circumstances where being able to have a fast human to be able to respond to that is what's going to drive that conversion without that person bouncing off your site. I think the second that computers learn sarcasm, like it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be terrified of that. No, you made some great, great points there. So I'm not going to drop the name of the company, but I was talking with someone the other day and it goes to your point about like how the sizing issue is like a huge deal. So what they're doing with their solution is they're tracking the data of why things are getting returned. And they're actually going to put a widget on the page and it's going to be a true to size widget. And then if any of these AI companies that have these solutions integrate with that new widget, uh, the app, like the bot will be able to give them an answer to that question using that data that was derived from reasons for return being the size was off by X or Y. That's genius. Well, I think that's brilliant. And we'll, I think we'll continue to see a world where more and more solutions like that become available and get integrated across the ecosystem. And I think that's super exciting. Absolutely. So, you know, here's the next big thing, and it's the worst is when people think customer service costs them money. It's not even, it's not an investment. It's just a cost, cost of doing business. What are your thoughts on that? I think that the cost of doing business is worse if you're acquiring traffic to go to your website and you can't convert. Like, I think about how much money goes into paid search and paid display ads and Facebook ads. And you know what's challenging when growing a site and part of what having something like a live chat widget on your site will do is it'll help you refine your messaging. It'll help you understand the things on your product page and the things in your description or the things like uh, customers want to know when a package is going to be able to be delivered before they place an order. And those types of things, if you don't have some of those things built into your product pages, it's going to hurt conversion. And now you're losing traffic that you've already paid to, to send to that page. So I mean, the cost of support, we tend to think of it a lot of the times as an investment in acquisition cost. So for instance, there are stores that we've worked with where one out of every five chats turns into a conversion right off the bat, just because there's some type of information that either was on the product page and the customer just didn't see it or didn't read it, or wasn't on the product page and it was able to be answered by a human and absolutely should be something that gets added to the product page after the fact. That's awesome. So um, I kind of want to pivot a bit here and actually explain to our listeners the difference between simpler and these chat tools because I realized I know what the difference is because we've known each other for quite a while now. So simpler is not a chat tool. It's not a ticketing tool. Do you want to kind of say what simpler is and what your guys' value proposition is for people that may be looking to solve that problem? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this whole thing started because I've worked in call centers that have been massive with thousands of people in the past. And that's hard to scale. And the reality is, is those are the types of things that the big guys have access to, to be able to keep compete in the customer service space. And Simpler really started because we wanted to level the playing field. We wanted the stores that are solopreneurs all the way to the stores that are doing 
$250 million in revenue, to be able to get access to top-notch support that's based in the US that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. And so, so what Simpler is, is, it's a network of Simpler specialists all across the US. So these folks are amazing. They're stay-at-home parents. They're high school teachers. They're looking to supplement their income. There's military spouses who have to move across the country. And so we basically have created a platform that allows these folks to be able to jump on our platform and help businesses with customer service. Now, the, they log into our platform, but it connects to all of those ticketing systems that I just mentioned earlier. And so for a business, think about it as on-demand human labor, but the human labor is AI-assisted. So what we do is we do the things like the sizing that you were talking about earlier by providing that information at this person's fingertips so that when a sizing question comes in, even though this person might work for a few different shoe stores on our platform, they'll have the exact sizing information for each of those brands pop up on their screen. They can use that to be able to either answer that question in a chat, in a text message, in an email to that customer. And this whole solution is on demand. And so we've had partners... They've run a Kickstarter and they've raised over $10 million and they sell 50,000 of these widgets. And they're a team that's rapidly growing. But because of the influx of thousands of emails that are coming in all at once, using this network, they're able to keep response times under just a few hours. And Annette, you mentioned earlier, speed. This is how you can scale and still have speed. And the old school way of doing this and having speed was hiring a bunch of people before you have the volume, which is just a waste of money because you're paying people that are sitting there waiting for the growth and waiting for the volume to come in. So Vincent, is Simpler is something, let's say during a holiday rush, is it something that a company could hire on just temporarily, like use you temporarily? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you shouldn't have to pay for things when you don't need them. And the the old school, the traditional way of doing this was you had to sign like a two to three year contract. You had to commit to minimum volumes. You had to pay for dedicated headcount. You had to give 30 days notice if you wanted to ramp up the volume because you were planning a big product launch. And those are all the types of things that we felt like, you know, just were horrible in the industry. So yeah, absolutely. You know, the some of our favorite partners that uh, are using the simpler platform today, uh, I remember one of them actually they reached out to us two weeks before Black Friday. And they said, Hey, we just signed a massive deal. We're going to get way more volume than we expected. And uh, the week before Black Friday, we launched them on the platform. And because of this machine learning and the artificial intelligence, um, we were able to program our algorithms to be able to have simpler specialists help them pretty much instantly without going through like the weeks of classroom training that are traditionally necessary to be able to get folks up to speed to be able to support. So this past Black Friday, we actually helped one of the largest cell phone uh, case manufacturers that sells through their own store as well as uh, on Amazon. And they went from hundreds of tickets a day up to thousands of tickets a day. And we scaled straight up. And then at the end of the week, they went back down to hundreds of tickets a day, which is the normal volume. And so this absolutely is something that you can use temporarily. You can use it long-term. You can use it nights, weekends. You can have it on 24-7. super flexible. Cool. So Vincent, my name is Tom and I have a side hustle and I sell widgets and I'm only doing like a thousand bucks a month. Is this a good fit for me? Yeah, we have no minimums. You know, our, our goal here is to be able to bring enterprise grade solutions that do scale to enterprise volumes, 
but also be able to provide it to any business of any size. And so Tom, who sells widgets on the side, if Tom were to start a software company, Tom can just go to AWS and sign up and use AWS with a credit card. And you know the largest of the largest startups can also use AWS. And we've built the same thing to be able to provide enterprise-grade solutions to the entire market. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else that you want to kind of add on to this in, in the realm of customer service or just e-commerce or just anything cool that you've read lately? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, customer service, I think the biggest thing that we talked about here is a lot of folks think of it as an afterthought in doing e-commerce. You know, often than not, building the site, getting traffic to the site is number one. You start to get some conversions. And what we found is uh, really good support and being able to use tools like that can actually accelerate your conversion. So there was a study by the American Marketing Association that actually found that customers who use live chat are three times more likely to convert. But for Tom, who's building the website, I would say that the biggest thing initially is it's the fastest way to learn about your customers. And so that's why we're excited. Mm -hmm. The other thing we've done though is we've also scaled those insights. So for instance, when Tom does get to the point where Tom needs way more people, it's not going to be possible for Tom to be able to read every single customer service ticket anymore. And so sometimes it becomes hard to be able to get a pulse on your business. And so this is where there are ways of being able to analyze those insights at scale. And that's why using the, the ticketing systems that we mentioned earlier helps get you that, those analytics. But Simpler also uses machine learning to be able to analyze those conversations. And we can actually tell Tom, Hey, you just launched a new product last week and we're seeing a higher defect rate than normal. Or hey, the warehouse that you're using, for some reason last week, their packaging just changed and you have more damaged packages than normal. And so these are the other types of things in customer service where it's not just the cost of doing the business, it's the best way to be able to understand exactly what your customers are thinking and feeling about your product and how to improve the product. But it's been great chatting with you guys. Absolutely. And then as always, uh, there's a free trial if you go to simpler.ai slash honest. And I'm sure somewhere in this episode, Hayden's going to chop in that ad. You know, And without Simpler, I don't, this podcast wouldn't be here. They helped us get off the ground and running. They helped us buy all this equipment. So seriously, check them out. Uh, like I said, this wasn't a sales. Uh, you know, if it makes sense for you, go check it out. It's free for seven days. And with that, Vincent, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you, Vincent. absolutely. Thanks for having me on. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice.